Hi, it's Stacy, and this episode is in honor of birthdays. I love birthdays, and I'm telling you all the reasons why I like to plan my own birthday and birthday party. Listen in. But first, I need your help. As the podcast grows, I want to know what matters to you. What do you want to hear? I've put together a quick survey, five questions. The link is in the show notes if you want to complete it. It would really help me out. And if you do complete it, I will send you something in the mail. I will send you some chocolate. But now episode 18 of the Where To Next podcast. I'm a little giddy today. I don't know if you can tell. Maybe in a second you'll get the tone of my voice. But as I record this, tomorrow is my birthday. I'm recording ahead of time. My birthday is April 13th, and I'm in Aries through and through. I love all things diamonds. I mean, really, come on, as my birthstone. And I love birthdays. I love other people's birthdays. I particularly love my own birthday for so many reasons, which I'll tell you in a second. But I also love what I'm talking about today. And it is the joy, the benefit, the delight of planning your own birthday or your own birthday party. And this could be a controversial topic. I know there's a lot of people out there who say, oh, no, I love surprises and I just want to see what everybody else does. And I, I love that. I love that if that works for you. It doesn't work for me, and I'm going to tell you why. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So why do I love birthdays? Probably pretty obvious, but I love the feeling that it's my day. There's 365 days in a year, and I do a lot of what I want every day of the year, but there is something about that day. Of course, I think back to what it must have been like for my mother and father on that day when I was born. And I remember when my children were born. I mean, it was such such a big day. And I don't know, there's just something about that. And whenever I meet somebody else who was born on April 13th, there's always this sort of, you know, I connect kismet moment where, oh yeah, we share that, share that awesome day. I love the pomp and circumstance of a birthday. I make birthdays a big deal. I always have for my kids and my husband and definitely for friends growing up. But I do love the ritual, the celebration, the birthday things that happen. When I was very young, up until I think I was about 14, my grandmother would send me roses, yellow roses, every day on my birthday. Actually, it was up until she died, and I was 19 when she died. Yellow roses every day on my birthday. When I was one, it was one. When I was five, it was five. And she always joked that she would stop after a dozen, but she kept right on going. I love the revelatory nature. I love celebrating. I love that little, just something special that happens. I love receiving phone calls and texts and cards in the mail and seeing her remembers and the well wishes. I just, I love all of that. This all goes back to starting, of course, with my mother. And I'm so grateful that she created such a happy association with birthdays. I know not everyone has that. And my mom isn't here. She died when I was 19. She was 48. And I definitely went through a thing when I hit my 48th birthday and then 49th and 50th without her, knowing that she didn't make it to this point. And that definitely adds to the reason why I celebrate. Not everybody in our lives gets to be how old we are today. And that is not lost on me. And so I kind of feel like it's my 
it's my heart saying, yes, definitely go big, celebrate. My mother used to make a big deal about birthdays. And of course, there was cake. And what is our favorite birthday dinner? What was my favorite birthday dinner? And back then, it was lobster. Four-year-old me, seven-year-old me, 12-year-old me. And no surprise, that is still my favorite birthday dinner. I like to take decorations and decorate the door frame around my kids' bedroom doors. My mom did not do that for me, and I saw this somewhere before my children were even born. And sometimes they even remember to do it for me, and I love those little touches. I feel so much love on my birthday, and honestly, I pour out so much love on my birthday. There was a time where I used to give people gifts on my birthday. I just felt so abundant, and I... I just kind of wanted to, to share the wealth. And years ago, I think it was probably after I had children, when my time frame, abundant time in my life just sort of started to collapse. Maybe it was my free time. I started to plan my own birthdays and celebrations. And here's why I do that. First and foremost, it's my birthday. And I want to do what I want to do. And if I don't plan what I want to do, I will often get invited or somebody will say, can we do this? Can we do that? And I still do that. Don't get me wrong. But generally speaking, on my actual birthday, I want to do what I want to do. And I've talked about the whole concept of selfish before. I don't view that as selfish. Selfish behavior is when we do something for ourselves at the expense of others. I look at my planning of my birthday in service to me. It's how I care for myself. It's how I love myself. I also I said this just a second ago. I actually very much care what I do on my birthday. And I want to be doing something that I love. Also, by planning my birthday, it does away with this whole concept or notion of expectations. And People get tripped up with expectations, and here's just my two cents on this. An expectation is something you obviously expect, hope for, desire from others. But the trick is, where we trip ourselves up, is we expect other people to read our minds or know exactly what we want. And most of the time, our expectations are not met because we don't communicate what we want so very clearly. We'll say, oh yeah, you know, or I kind of have this idea, or it would be nice, and we drop hints. Not everybody can pick up on our hints. Not everybody can read between the lines. So when I am very specific, it allows me to communicate what I want. It makes another person's life, job, however, responsibility, however you want to look at it, easier. It's freeing for my husband because my husband does most of the planning. Obviously, my kids are 13. They do some. But even giving them direction and telling them is it's a gift to them. And they'll say, oh, thank you so very much. Now I can go and execute on that. The other thing that planning does is it models this behavior to the other people in my life, particularly my children. I want my son and daughter to grow up knowing that they can claim what they want, that they can create their own destiny, if you will, 
that they can live a self-directed life and not be apologetic, that they can go make what they want happen. And a lot of times we end up feeling so frustrated and helpless because we're waiting for others to do for us. And that is exactly the behavior I want to show my children that we can do for ourselves. It is okay to claim and say and speak what you want in this world. Some people will say, Cece, what about the surprise factor? Come on, don't you love to be surprised? I love to be surprised, they'll say. And I'll say, yes, I do love to be surprised. And on my birthday and the days that surround my birthday, there are so many surprises. I get random calls, random cards in the mail, random texts. There are surprise moments. I don't know exactly what my family is giving me, but yes, this is actually true. I did this at Christmas and I did it for my birthday. I said, this is what I want for my birthday. And sometimes I am super specific and I will send them the link. And again, it takes away the guesswork for everybody else and it ensures that I get exactly what I want. But of course, there are gifts. And this year, my kid said, what do you want for your birthday? You have to get me something. And I said, you know what? I'd love for you to write me a letter. And I don't know what they're going to write to me. And so that is how the surprises come. And that is how they show up in my life. There is a lot, believe it or not, of science, a lot of data that talks about the benefits of celebrating. And we need more celebrations, not just birthdays, not just graduations and weddings. I talk in my coaching practice a lot about celebrating the little wins and the little things and to get in the habit of celebrating. Look, life is full. Life is busy. Life is hectic. It doesn't have to be a 12-hour dinner party. It could be quite literally the smallest acknowledgement of a celebration. Celebrations help us mark the passage of time. And I've heard this a lot, but particularly in the past three years since 2020, time has kind of collapsed and we don't have the boundaries. We don't have the milestone events. We don't have the celebrations that we used to. So many of us are working from home or our work and home life kind of blend, right? We're we can take our laptop, we can be on the beach, and we can be doing work. Whereas in years past, if you were on the beach, you were very clearly on vacation or it was a day off. We weren't working. If we're not leaving our house as much and we don't have the opportunity to get in a car, to ride on a train, to bike, to work, those very physical boundaries have gone away and the lines blur. And when we celebrate, we stop time, so to speak. And we say, this moment matters. And that forces our brain to stop, to focus, to be present on what we're doing. And it creates an association. So if we're at a birthday party or, well, let's just stick with birthdays because that's what we're talking about. You stop, you remember, you, you pick an outfit, you've got a day in your calendar, you make plans for childcare or you, you know, whatever needs to happen in your life. And then you're at this event. There is something very significant that happens when you're in community, when you're marking the passage of time. 
our brain responds when we're celebrating. There are three neurotransmitters, our endorphins, dopamine, and serotonin. They all get released, and this chemical cocktail gets thrown up, and it creates happiness and feelings of elevation. It increases our bonding mechanism, and that's an upward spiral effect. It's like a, the snowball effect. You know, when you're happy, you make different choices than when you're frustrated or annoyed. This also lowers our stress levels. And my goodness, we all need to be lowering our stress levels. I'm not going to go into all the benefits of that. You know what those are. But if all we could do is celebrate a little bit more, a little bit more frequently, oh my goodness, the impact that would have on us. The impact being our brain rewires. And as you know from previous podcasts, I talk a lot about how the brain is predetermined, wired to look for the negative. And it does that because negative equals danger and our brain just wants to keep us safe. But when we're celebrating, our brain rewires over time to create new neural pathways that look for positive, that look for the upbeat, that look for the good, if you will, in the world. So what am I doing this year? Well, a few things. I will tell you, I always do something for me, just alone, that requires me to not talk to anyone else because I crave my alone time. In the past, I've gone to a hotel. This was when my kids were super little and I just wanted, you know, to kind of be alone. I'm talking like when they were six months and then a, a year and a half and two years. I think I did that for the first few years that they were alive. On my birthday, I would just go and check into a hotel. I'd bring all the magazines that I hadn't read over the course of the year. I'd get room service. I'd go to the spa. It was amazing. Now I have more bandwidth and time. I will definitely get a massage. I will likely go get a pedicure and a manicure, something where I can just kind of feel pampered. And I do it a little bit different. I go to a different nail salon or I find a nicer spa experience so I can feel just kind of luxurious and decadent. I always spend some time with friends and I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. And then I will have my favorite meal, lobster. And one of the things I love about this, I didn't do it for a long time, but I just started doing it in the past couple of years. Having lobster reminds me of my childhood and my grandmother. And I love those memories from my birthdays when I was super young and Creating that celebration, that ritual, and honoring it today just it ties me back to super happy times in my life, continues to cement the happiness and abundance that I choose to create and seek out in my current life. And then the last thing I do is I buy something for myself. That's sometimes big, sometimes little. This year it is going to be a piece of jewelry. I am obsessed with this jewelry company based in Tennessee. They're called The Yearly Co. I'll link to it. And I wear bangles on my right hand and I never take them off. And every year for the past couple of years, I've added a bangle. And it's just something I like to do for myself in service to me because I'm here today and I made it this far. And I wish for you to have all of the happy birthday wishes and dreams that you want this year. And let me know 
Do you plan your own birthdays? How would it feel? What are your thoughts on this? Find me hello at stacyb.com or find me on Instagram at Stacy Bullock. Hey, did you like this podcast today or did anything kind of tickle your fancy? If so, send it to your friend who's always up for listening to something new, your friend who just loves podcasts. I want and we need women to go and do those things that light them up. Sharing takes just a couple of seconds and it really helps me out, especially as I grow and expand the podcast. Thank you so much. This podcast is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not meant as a substitute for medical advice or mental health care.